0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I've been looking forward to this episode in particular ever since I talked with Amy Ledeen a couple of weeks ago. If you have not yet listened to episode 747 with Amy Ledeen, you've got to listen to that. In fact, I would recommend going back to episode 747 before proceeding with this one. Amy and I talked about a lot of cool things, but one of the tools she shared in that episode is how she develops what she calls characters in her own life to help her show up as her best self. So she shared that she has a character built out in her mind of who she wants to be as a mom. And she calls that character Alice, after Alice from the Brady Bunch. For those of you who know that reference, Alice was doting, and consistent, and patient, and kind, and very maternal, and Amy has really defined for herself what it looks like when she is in the role of Alice, so she becomes aware when she comes into a situation with her kids, and she's showing up as Amy the driven career woman, she might want to switch into Alice mode and she talked about how she has another character for how she wants to be in her in her marriage relationship and she calls that person Aim and that is because her husband uses that as her nickname he calls her Aim and Aim doesn't talk about work all the time and Aim isn't aggressive and Aim isn't snarky she's loving and she's affectionate and she's playful and all of these things and she's developed out these characters in such great detail and as we talk about in 747 she'll she'll kind of create reminders for herself of these characters and she has a specific folder that helps her anchor to those characters. So, for her marriage relationship, she has a folder that she can access that has great pictures of her with her husband, and it includes songs that they love to dance to, and notes that he's written to her, and that can break her out of the mindset of being angry or frustrated or short-tempered or distant or cold and get her back into connection mode. So I won't recap that episode anymore, but definitely go back and listen to episode 747. I loved the concept so much that I really decided to start seeing how it might look in my own life. One of the books that she references as having taught her a lot of these tools is Todd Herman's book, Alter Ego. So I talked to Amy in a lot more detail about the characters she's developed in her life and how she uses them and how she developed them. And I also listened to Todd Herman's book, Alter Ego, which I highly recommend and I will link to over in the show notes at primalpotential.com When he summarizes his book, Todd Herman, about his book Alter Ego, he says that the book is really about making change happen, which, as you guys know, is a huge passion of mine because for so long I was just in this learning mode, you know, I've got to get more information, I need a better strategy, but I, in the process, wasn't making change happen, which is what I was ultimately after, so I knew that I was going to really enjoy his book. He describes that the purpose of having this alter ego is to help us get out of our own way and realize a new possibility. Get out of our own way and realize a new possibility. There's this really cool study that's referenced where they took a bunch of kids and all of the kids had the same task. They had to unlock this door, but they had to sort through a couple boxes of keys right? So there's tons and tons of keys, and they had to go through them to find the one that would open this door. But what the kids didn't know is that none of the keys worked. None of them worked. Nobody was going to open the door, right? What they were looking at is how the kids responded, because some of the kids were just simply told, find the key that opens the door. Whereas other kids were told... I want you to come up with a with a character. You're going to go through this task as somebody else, right? And so some of the kids were like Dora the Explorer, and they were on an adventure, and other kids were Superman, and they were going to get this door down or whatever, but they they developed an alter ego or a character. And as I said, other kids just went through it in the first person. Here I am, Johnny, little Susie, whatever. I'm trying to find the key that opens this door. What they found is that the kids who had the character they were playing tried for longer. They kept at it much longer, and they tried far more keys, and they were calmer than the kids who stayed as themselves, no alter ego. Those kids who stayed in the first person, no character, they quit the soonest, They tried the fewest number of keys, and they got the most frustrated. This concept is not a new concept of developing a character, having an alter ego. And you guys know, a lot of you know, that before I studied nutrition, my major initially, when I first started college, was Latin and Greek. So I love language, and I love anything that ties back to Latin or Greek roots. And this idea of an alter ego, is not new, it goes way back. It seems like the first time that we can document when this was used or talked about was all the way back with Cicero. And he referred to this as his second self, his second self. But the actual Latin translation of second self is the other I, the other I, which I love so much because then it's not like I'm faking it or I'm acting. It is there is another version of me, whether that is a calmer version of me, a more loving version of me, a more confident version of me, a more disciplined version of me, the other I. There's not any sort of faking it. It's just a different version of me, a second self, as much if not more me than the, the average me that I'm trying to upgrade, right? The notion of developing a character, an alter ego, the other I, a second self, is about harnessing the power of how we see ourselves. Guys, this is something that I encounter Every single day when I talk to my clients, in fact, just the other night I was on a coaching call in the 12 Weeks to Transformation and somebody said something like, I can be really disciplined for a day or two, but by the third or fourth day, I've totally unraveled. Well, there is power in seeing yourself that way. Unfortunately, it's just not the power for the direction you want to move in, but how we see ourselves matters. Somebody else said a couple weeks ago to me, I'm the kind of person who just can't stay engaged for too long. I'm the kind of person who. There is power in how we see ourselves, and most of us, are using that power for the things we don't want instead of using that power for the things that we do want. And the development of this second self, this other I, kind of building out a character or an alter ego, is about calling forth a different self. A different self. Not faking it, not acting, but calling forth another set of possibilities that is available to you. Right? Right? In Alter ego, uh, Todd Herman talks about in every thought, in every action, in every moment, we can be self-suppressive or we can be self-expansive. And those couple of examples that I just gave, I'm the kind of person who can't stay engaged or you know, I do well for a day or two, but by the third or fourth day, I've totally unraveled. those are self-suppressive. Thoughts, self-suppressive declarations. The alternative is being self-expansive. I can show up today as super confident. I can show up today as super resilient. I can show up today being kinder and more open and less defensive and less closed off. I can show up today and have more fun. I can be more positive today. All of those ideas are self-expansive. While so many of us are thinking and acting in ways that are self-suppressive, when we focus on the past and the problems, our doubts, our fears, things that pissed us off, you absolutely are free to go through life thinking and acting in ways that are self-suppressive. But developing this persona, the second self, this other I, an alter ego or a character is really a tool for Being self-expansive, self-expansive in your thoughts, self-expansive in your actions. Do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be extraordinary in your relationship, as a parent, in your finances, in your career, in the way that you care for yourself, and Amy, in episode 747, talked about how she has a bunch of different alter egos. And we're going to talk about just starting with one. I think that's uh, kind of the easiest place to really sink your teeth into it. And, and she said she she kind of determines which one she needs to connect more to by asking herself, where is my inner bitch being the loudest? And I love that question. I don't know about you, but I can reflect on the last 24 hours and answer pretty quickly in what area of my life has the inner, my inner bitch been the loudest. And sometimes it's in my relationships. And sometimes it's in my self-talk. But asking that question is a, is a really powerful place to, to get a sense of where you might want to start, where you might want to focus Todd Herman suggests, and this is just another way to think about this if you're like, I'm not really sure. I don't have an inner bitch. Kudos to you if that's the case, by the way. Todd Herman talks about looking at where you're struggling in an area that matters, right? Where are you struggling? Where are you not showing up like you want to or like you can? What problem or challenge? or frustration are you facing? What do you feel you are capable of doing but you're not doing? If you take some time to answer these questions, you're going to get a really clear sense of what area you might really benefit from developing an alter ego or a, a, a character for, right? Where are you struggling? Where are you not showing up like you want to or like you know you can? What problem, challenge, or frustration are you facing? What do you feel you are capable of doing but you're not doing? And then develop a set of characteristics for that area, that challenge, that struggle, that frustration, or that area of your life. Develop a set of characteristics that reflect Who and how you want to be, right? Like Amy uses Alice for how she wants to be as a mom, and she really details that out. I wanna be a great listener. I wanna be present. I don't wanna be on my phone. I wanna be warm and affectionate and maternal, that sort of thing, quality time. And I started thinking about this in terms of like the first thing on my mind when I went through this, when Amy first introduced it to me, was the way I want to be in childbirth, like actually in labor giving birth. What, are this, what is a set of characteristics I want to have there? It's not acting, it's not faking it, it is inviting a new possibility, kind of bringing to the table what I want and what I'm capable of that might not be my default without a little bit of intentionality. And while I didn't have a, a person's name, I did develop an alter ego for that. And it actually comes from the CrossFit world. You've heard me talk about it before. Katrin David's daughter, um, and I think I wrote about this in Chasing Cupcakes too. Katrin David's daughter, who's one of the world's most elite CrossFit athletes, she's from Iceland, and she has always really related with the sled dog. Because the thing about sled dogs is they love to work. They are happiest when they are working. They don't work because they're good at it. They don't work because it needs to be done or because somebody told them to. They love the hard work. That is when they are happiest. That is when they are most fulfilled. They are looking for the hard work. And that's what really spoke to me as a character to build out in detail for the persona I want to slip into in that mode, giving birth, right? So I I really spent a lot of time writing out what this looks like. Who who is, what is this sled dog version? Loving to work, embracing every single contraction as an opportunity to work because I love the work, period, and I'm happiest when I'm working and when progress is happening and I'm in the thick of it and I relish that. I'm not trying to escape it. I'm not trying to look for rest. I'm happiest when I'm working. And that's obviously temporary. I'm not going to be in that situation over and over, day after day. But I have been working on, and I'm not quite done with it yet, I have been working on an alter ego or an other I, a second self for. The version of me who takes impeccable care of myself, right? The version of me who eats clean consistently and loves it, prefers it. The version of me who prioritizes meditation no matter what is going on in life. The version of me that works out daily because I want to, because it makes me feel great. The version of me who avoids sugar and processed foods not because she should but because she wants to, because she wants to feel amazing. The version of me who eats when she's hungry and doesn't eat when she's not hungry. And this version, she carries herself differently. She's confident. She's happy to feel disciplined, to be disciplined, because she wants to feel amazing. And she knows that these choices light her up and make her feel her very best. And I don't have a name for her yet, but I can tell you who and what she's not, right? She's not the version of me who goes to the grocery store in sweatpants and no bra, right? This version of me pulls herself together because it feels the best. And she takes pride in her appearance. A lot of athletes do this. A lot of performers do this. Again, this isn't a new concept. I mean, heck, it goes all the way back to Cicero. But even more recently, Beyonce, when she first started out her career, She wasn't super confident. She wasn't a superstar. She had an alter ego that she called Sasha Fierce. And years and years, probably decades later, she put out an album called I Am Sasha Fierce, and she retired that alter ego because she didn't need her anymore because she had become her. But there are countless athletes and performers and professionals who do this even without knowing that that is what they are doing. Sometimes the resistance to developing this character, this alter ego, is that it's faking it or it's acting. But I would say it's almost the most real version of you, the truest version of you, because you're tapping into something that already exists. You couldn't do it if it wasn't possible for you, right? If it wasn't already in you, it wouldn't be possible to do it it wouldn't be possible to do it. The non-alter ego of you is really the one that's fake because that's the one that is censored by all of your doubts and your fears and the stuff that you've brought in. It masks your truest self. And it's so funny. Um, Todd Herman talks in, in the book Alter Ego about how when he's on stage, he'll ask people, okay, Superman and Clark Kent, Which one was the alter ego? And he says, no matter where he is in the world, people shout out Superman. Superman's the alter ego. No, no. Clark Kent was the alter ego. He was Superman who created Clark Kent so that he could fit in and understand humans better because that would make him more effective in his role as Superman. It is the non-second self that is less real because that is the one that has been so muted and so shut down by fears and doubts and past failures and all of that stuff. Creating this isn't to to fake it, isn't to act. It's to empower you to get out of your own way, to help you realize new possibilities, to access more of your capabilities and handle challenges as the best version of you. To really figure out where you would benefit, and we've already talked about a few questions, but I want to go through a few more so that you can start to really process where this makes the most sense for you. Where are the stakes very high? And if you were to do better, it would make a big difference. Maybe that's your marriage. Maybe it's the way you care for your body. Maybe it's your career. Where are you not showing up as you want to? Where do you feel like there's more that you want to do or to be? And then as you develop this persona, this character, this other self, what does it look like to be a high performer? What do you think your highest potential looks like? What are the characteristics or the personality that you want to have? Maybe in your career, it's about being courageous and confident, articulate. Maybe in your romantic relationship, it's about being loving and affectionate and vulnerable and quick to release anger and frustrations. Maybe as a parent, it's about being a great listener and a calm communicator, free from distractions. Maybe it's about how you want to take care of yourself and the way you want to think and the way you want to feel and the kind of choices you do and you don't make. Be very, very specific. And I would bet that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I have so many. There's so many areas. That is not a barrier. Me too. Start with one. I can't tell you how many times people will message me, especially in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I have so many goals. It's overwhelming. I don't know where to start. Great, pick one. It doesn't in any way impair you to have a lot of areas in which you want to focus unless you decide to sit on the sidelines because you don't want to take action and choose. Just choose one. Start with one. Don't let I have so many talk you out of making an impact on one. Start to practice there. Learn not from your theorizing and your planning and your thinking and your worrying and wondering. Learn from your action. And there's no reason that you can't develop a second and a third and a fourth. But I would say for most effectiveness, start with just one resources to go back to, to help you with this. Number one is going to be episode 747 with Amy Ledeen. Um, I think the book Alter Ego by Todd Herman is an incredible, incredible resource. I'll link to that in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 751. You can also Google Todd Herman and he's done a ton of other interviews and podcasts. If you're a podcast person, you can hear him talk about this concept first person, but I would love to hear from you. What did you develop? Or have you already developed a character, an alter ego, something that you step into to help you overcome a challenge or an obstacle? I'll keep you posted on mine, but I'm excited to see how this shifts for me. And while the first one I'm going to work on is is self care. The second one, once I get comfortable with the first one, is going to be my romantic relationship for sure. And Amy has been a huge inspiration for me in both of those areas. So let me know what you guys think of this. Let me know what you do with this. And I will chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.